Blog Talk Radio. Kind of loading up my card, 
So, you know, in high school, I did theater classes. I did theater for freshman year and sophomore year. And um, I remember I was playing football, and then somebody said, well, aren't you a professional wrestling fan? I said, yeah. He said, you know, have you thought about going down to the wrestling mat? He said, no, I've never even thought of it. And here I was trying out for basketball. Fast forward, I didn't make the basketball team. I ended up making the wrestling team just fine. I was uh, the city champion uh, in the collegiate uh, wrestling uh, for 275 for freshmen. Um, and then let's fast forward some time after, um, you know, fat, sick, and, you know, at home and not doing anything. And I'm looking for wrestling schools and trying to figure it out. There's, you know, nothing was really online at the time. And then I remember, um, you know, a friend of mine invited me to BCW in Portland. Uh, and BCW gave me a little bit of training starting in 2013, 2014, and then I moved to the West Coast Wrestling Connection, got started, and, you know, here we go. And it took its time, but with wrestling, man, you've you got to take the time. you got to, you know, really kind of suck it all in. You know, and eventually it just kind of clicked. You know, and here I am. I kind of count 2015 as my very first year. So I would say, you know, I'm seven years in now. You know, but, you know, the biggest piece of the puzzle is, just patience, you know, so here I am. Fantastic, and I'm glad to say I've been there the whole time, going back to when you were doing the initial training. But speaking of someone that's been there the whole time, my co-host, J.B. Moonshine, is with us. I know he's got some questions for you, so I'm going to pass you over to J.B., my man. What's up? What's up, Caden? <laughs> What's up, baby? How you been? Been good. Great, great. Um, you like like man, I gotta, I gotta like, call you I, out I, on, some, on some gaming stuff down the road. Yes, uh, definitely. <laughs> uh, just like signs I said, you and me, we've known each other for a very long time. Uh, and very and, almost you know, ten um, years. We don't, <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about. We don't talk about it too often, but, you know, there was the backyard stages and this and that. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you were doing yep. that, doing the whole backyard or whatever, you, you you were really not ready to do it yet. But you finally decided no. to step away from backyard to professionalism. When when did that change? Mm-hmm. I mean, first you were just out there in the backyard to do it for fun, this and that. And then you just decided to stop being that backyard and move into so, yeah, professionalism. It was weird because it was like, I'm having fun. But I was going through a crazy stage of depression, which is why all the weight was, you know, coming on. I had did varsity football two years in a row and then a couple of bad relationships. And then I met this backyard group and they were like, you know, yeah, man, we got room for you. We, you know, we can work with you get you quote-unquote training. In fact, I'm, I'm talking to the leader of the backyard group today. He's now a referee. Um, and we did a, I did a, a gimmick where I was, a, you know, just a guy named uh, Donovan Dumont. And, you know, Donovan liked to wear a fancy mask and have wigs. And it was always, you know, cute. And then someone said, you know, an idea isn't that bad if you were to jazz it up for wrestling. I said, for real? He said, nah. And, you know, I was talking to, you know, your old tag team partner about it. And he was like, Ben, how come you don't just go get training? 
And I said, what do you mean? He's like, how come you've never just stepped away and go to training? So, you know, I, I remember I walked in there. It was me and a couple people. It was, you know, uh, Petroff was there. I was there. You know, uh, Copenhagen was there. And I remember, like, showing them that I could kind of bump pretty good. And, you know, I was I, I was agile enough. I, I think at the time I had finally lost, like, 70 pounds just to be there. Like, I was like, if I want to do this, I have to kind of go all in. So I started doing the 45 minutes to an hour elliptical sessions, and then I would do a lot of weight training. And, you know, when I finally got there, I met Tex. And, you know, Tex was like, you know, hey, man, this kid got something. I don't know what it is, but you know, he, he has something. And um, that kind of gave me the confidence to keep to keep trying. And then I would start bringing in other people from the backyard uh, to PCBCW for us to get trained. And then, you know, we met um, Josh Barr, you know, uh, son of the mm-hmm. famous Sandy Barr, who was trying yep. to put me on, and he would, you know, show me how to actually use my collegiate wrestling background, uh, you know, in wrestling, and that was cool. And then we had – uh, you know, Sailor there, and you know, Sailor was Sailor was there to toughen us up, and you know, the man the, the man wasn't the best, but he was there to toughen us up. He was there to give us the thick skin, and, and for the most part, it worked. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we can get up, a kid. Better. We can do a little bit better, but get up, come on, you're not hurt. Let's go, come on, you know. Or if somebody was you know was dragging, right? If somebody was dragging on the runs around the ring, he you know commanded them to, to keep going and. You know, sometimes they say the wrong things or do the wrong things, but I know what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not stupid. I know yeah. psychology. So, you know, I had, yeah, I had yeah. a really good time with that, man. So it took two years, but, you know, I I, I knew what I needed. I, I knew what I needed to do. Well, well no, good. As long as, as long as I've known you, I've always, I've always felt that you had that potential, that if you had the right direction, wherever you got it from, or whatever that you 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 do something with it, and I mean look at you now. I mean you're pretty. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Like I wasn't really doing much before the pandemic. I was around, and I would get these opportunities, but they would like they wouldn't go my way. And I remember people would just like, you know you just you're you 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 got it, but you're not doing what you need with your tools. I'm like, that made so much sense to me. It's like, yeah, I asked you for, you know, this type of wrench, but you handed me a screwdriver type thing. It's like, you need to kind of go backwards and try trying to figure out, you know, where to place your, your tools. So then I went to the Buddy Wayne Academy, and I trained at the Buddy Wayne Academy, and I was with Buddy and his team for seven months. No, yeah, just six and a half months, yeah. and then Buddy Wayne passed away, and yeah. that was heartbreaking for me because Buddy, like everybody else, was trying their best to you know help me get it, and um, you know whenever I was able to be there, Buddy was like, you know, you're a dad, you go to school. You know, you don't have a lot of time that you can dedicate, and plus you're in Portland. No, I was driving from Portland to Everett. You know, every Saturday I'd be there because it was Tuesday, it was Wednesdays and Saturdays. So I would I would have to work double time on Saturdays. So I'd be there from 10 a.m. to 2 or sometimes 4 p.m. 
and then I have to drive home, play Super Daddy for a minute, and then I have to take a nap and go to work because I would do, like, Lyft and Uber to keep my schedule open. Um, and when Buddy Wayne passed away, one of his top students said, hey, I'm going to tell everybody what Buddy said about them, you know, in private so you guys all know. And uh, he pulled me to the side and he said, man, he, he always said, if you just had more time, he can make you the best big man in the Pacific Northwest. And that rang so hard. So I was like, damn, time is a factor for me. I don't have enough time. So if I could put more time into this, I he, you know, somebody that I respected who had been around the block, wrestled pretty much everywhere you could wrestle in the States and in Canada, you know, basically gave me the, the pat on the back, like, yeah, you can do this if you have the time. And, um, yeah. you know, since he's passed away, that's always rang in my head, like, you you got to work twice as hard when you get the opportunity. When you work, you have to work twice as hard. You have to, you know, bring it out. So, you know, after COVID, I had a big reset. And, you know, I took that to heart. Like, you know, I get time with my boys. You know, when COVID hit, my son was only one, my youngest son. And I reached out to Hammerstone. You know, Alexander Hammerstone was like, you know, hey, man, I want to get a little bit bigger. I want to kind of, you know, shrink this gut a little bit, which has kind of worked. And when I came back, you know, so many folks was like, now what the hell did you do? <laughs> you know, and I, I, someone was like, you, you, you've gone, you've turned yourself into a whole zip code. And I'm like, that was the point. Like, you know, I'm trying to train like a football person would. You know, I lift heavy, I mean, a, a squat, a squat and deadlifts all the time. So, you know, I wanted, my goal right now is just to take the opportunities as they come and just make the best out of it. Um, when I first met you, you were like the size of Rashad, and now you're like the size of two of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I went to it without a cause, and I, I went to go sell merch, and my wife was there. And this guy looked – I walked in with my my whole getup, you know, black gloves, black coat, big sunglasses. And the guy looked at me and looked at my wife and said, that is a big man. And my wife looked right at him and said, oh, that's just, that's just my husband. He's like, that's your husband? And then my, my kids ran up and gave me a hug. And then he was like, holy hell. And it's funny because, you know, you live, you live in your body. You don't think about it. Yeah, but yeah. when I'm, when I'm yeah. next to a regular person, as I say, okay, they're right. You know, but what do I do with it is the question. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm not – Big Van Vader, you know, he's 6'6", six, six, mm-hmm. 400. Um, as everybody knows, people would always call me Bad News Brown. I'm not, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Bad <laughs> news is bad news, and I'm I'm Caden. Um, yeah. You know, what? how do I make my mark has been the question, and, you know, now I feel like I'm finally able to get it, finally able to do it, and people, you know, are, like, you know, always coming up to me, like, now it all makes sense. Now I get it. You, you've taken all the elements of who you are and uh, put them in the wrestling. So it's been pretty fun. 
Yeah, I, I, just like what uh, Buddy Wayne says, I mean, I completely understand what he means. Cause, I mean, I, I just turned 43, and, and, I'm, and I'm, like, just now getting it. And, like, you know, wrestling is just coming easy. I'm like, okay, now I have to be entertaining. And I'm like, I, where was this 20 years ago? <laughs> right. Like, it, it's hard. It, it, it is. It's like, so now it's like I'm trying to get it when I can because, you know, I I I'm gonna be retiring soon. I mean, I, I did that 50 months. Right. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. But, it's like I can only do this for so long. Yeah, I think the same thing. thing. It's it's like so if long. I could go back to time, right? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I got I got into the. Sh- uh, my wife was like, "You're the only man I know who takes showers as hot as you do." I'm like, "If you only understood how I feel in the morning, you would know why I take such hot showers." <laughs> Yes, yes. It's like every every morning is just the same way. I, I know I know the feeling. It's like uh and after after, you know, for like me twenty years and so like that, it's just like I it's like I wish I could tell my 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 uh past self what I know now so they, they wouldn't be feeling like <laughs> they they just just a lot less bumps. <laughs> a lot less <laughs> Oh my gosh. But, I hate but, um, when I bump more than I should for that reason. I'll, I'll get up, and it's like a turtle. I have to, like, throw myself a different way, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I hate when people sit there and say, oh, what are you talking about? It's safe. I'm like, you tell me how I feel in the morning, and it's safe. Does everyone hurt? <laughs> I hate that. I Hey, man, so I it's like, safe. <laughs> I'm like, predet- predetermined and fake is a different thing. Pre- said. You yeah, know, <laughs> my shoulders, my shoulders would like to cuss you out right now for calling it fake. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> I've had shoulder issues. I've had shoulder issues, you know, all my life. But you know, they they it got way worse when I started wrestling for many reasons. But specifically, we did a battle royal at the WCWC, and I got clotheslined over the top. I had never been taught how to do the back roll over the ropes. Like, so I, I just kind of did it the way I thought it was supposed to be done. So when I got clotheslined, I back rolled, and my right shoulder hit the board on the edge of the apron. And then I fell down. Uh-huh. So I, I knew something uh-huh. was wrong. But, right, you, you can already tell, like, that sucks. So, like, it hurt, yeah, right? Not- you know, I didn't know. I didn't know to what end. So when I I went How to the doctor, around. I said something's wrong. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, hey, what's wrong? And I said, well, it's it's just kind of feels weird, like it's numb in this part. He's like, yeah, you got a big old purple blotch back here. I said, I do. Like I can't look back there. So he said, need acupuncture upstairs. He said acupuncture started putting needles into it. And he said, all right, I'm gonna leave, and I'll be back in a minute. And I'm laying down, and you know, when you're doing acupuncture, you just start easy and sleepy. And my, my entire <laughs> shoulder started getting warm. And I'm like, wow, is it supposed to feel like this? It's so comforting. It's so great. And he comes in to check on me 15 minutes later, and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he, um, my shoulder is pumping blood out. <laughs> like, it's bleeding all across my back. So the warm feeling I'm feeling is blood. And you see him, he's throwing, he's, he's throwing the needles out of my shoulder into the tank so he can collect them later. And he starts wiping down my back, and he shows me the towel. It's just so much blood that was trapped in that little area. He's like, he's like, hey, man, something's wrong. So he got me an MRI, and I found out the, on my labrum, my labrum was cracked. Um, so I'm Uh-oh. missing, like, 
about a good inch of labrum on my right shoulder. And then it happened to my left shoulder on a bad bump. So, like, I need double labrum surgery, but I just haven't – I haven't wanted to do it. I was going to do it during COVID, but I just – I just been doing rehab. So, I was like, you know, I have to rehab my shoulders, you know, every week. Something people tell me all the time is, like, why are your delts so huge? They have to be. Like, I physically have to have them. You know, my, my body wouldn't feel good if I went out there without strong shoulders. So I work my shoulders more than I work anything else now. Man, that, that uh, warm yeah, feeling. Man. And I thought... Okay. Like I was, I was half asleep. I'm over, here, I'm over here in pure comfort. I'm like, oh, uh, this is not the way I should be feeling today. Oh, this is a problem. It's just weird, just eating, it's all soothing and it feels nice, and then the doctor comes in, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe it's one I, of them. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I, I, I haven't gotten acupuncture since, but it cracks me up. Cause it's just like, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that that, uh, that feeling again. When he was, yeah. when he was uh, freaking out, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> but, yeah, man, re- wrestling is just, it's a strange beast in its own. It's just. It the is. little things that happens, you know, the, the, the things that mess with your mind, it's crazy because a lot of the time it's, it's, it's only in your mind. Like, you know, like last night I had a match, mm-hmm. and I'm my worst critic. I'm always my worst critic. And people are like, dude, yeah. it was fine. It was great. No, but this didn't go right, and that didn't go right. And think about it from a drive from Seattle back to Portland, the whole thing. And, like, you know, oh, I wish I could go back in time and fix it. And it's like, you know, no, that's the beauty of it. Right, and that's the beauty of wrestling is, like, sometimes even when things get flubbed up, it looks better that way because it looks like a fight, like a real fight would. Yeah, you, you won't land everything you're trying to hit. You don't want it to land like a fight. Yeah. I don't want that's to that's how, that's how I... like a fight. Definitely, that's how I look at it too. I don't want it to look like you know. I mean, you want to look like you actually try to fight the person, not have a ballet or a pretty dance contest or something. Right, and that's um, yesterday was my first intergender match I've ever had. You know, I just call it a match, but to be specific, there you go. And um, uh. you know, uh, Rebel Kell, you know that that she took everything big that I could give her, and obviously it's the job. But, like, you know, yeah. I love it when you meet a person who, like, they they want the hard stuff. They don't want the soft stuff. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm going to go ahead and give you a clothesline here. Don't give me a clothesline. Give me a, give me a, give me that big German you throw. And I'm like, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, all right. Shit. Yeet. Yeet season, baby. So, well, you know, she, All right, well, guys, I believe Coach Mike's also with us. I know Coach probably has a few quick questions for King Cassidy, so I will throw things to Coach. (laughs) Sorry, taking up too much time. Oh, you're all good, brother. (laughs) Coach Mike Jones, a coach with the most, coming at you from coast to coast, live in Puyallup, Washington. Hey, brother, thanks for coming on, and thank you for your time. Man, anytime, man. I'm, I'm so happy to be on your show. 
Yeah, and man, I want to thank you for all that you do for wrestling, and you've come a long ways, and it's been nice to, and an honor to share, be on shows with you and to share a locker room. Yeah, it's crazy because I remember specifically you did an interview with me uh, with Kevin Sullivan before a match, and I credit that interview for helping me find out what I wanted to be. Um, I've actually used that clip in, uh, in a couple of promotions because Kevin didn't know me, but, you know, he, he sat me down and gave me some, some stuff afterwards. It was, uh, it was everything about that moment that helped me understand, like, like, yeah, dude, this is who I really am. Because Kevin's like, oh, he's this big, bad dude. He's been to Europe, been, you know, China, all this stuff. He's done all this crazy stuff. I kind of looked at him and was like, all right, bro. <laughs> you know, like you, you say that, sure. I said, I'm going to tell you what I really think. And, you know, then I cut that promo on Von Hess. And I remember the payoff was like, sure, you know, sure we're going to have this match, no problem. But you better make sure that your life insurance is paid. And then I walked away from the camera and I thought, damn, that's kind of slick. And I just thought of that on the spot. But, like, that's been a catchphrase of mine since then. Nice. You know, and I'm really proud and honored to have you in the NGW Green Room. That's my goal is to interview everyone there is. And just like I've been seeing you out there kicking ass and taking names, and I touch base with sign guy, hey, has Caden Cassidy ever been on? He said no, and I'm like, let's get him on. So thanks again. Man. Anytime, man. It's it's a pleasure. It's an honor to talk to, you know, three people that I respect. You know, whenever I see you guys, you know, it's all love, man. I look at wrestling like a brotherhood. You know, we take care of each other or we're supposed to and do the right thing. You know, I've never looked at it as, oh, I'm on, I'm on this show and you're not, so you're, you're lower than me. I've never been that guy. I've always thought, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, we're probably going to be on the same show eventually. Take care of them. They'll take care of me. Exactly, and wrestling needs more people like you, brother. I'm also impressed with your group, the Hills for Hires. You know, the real storm <laughs> is usually usually faces, but uh, we definitely got an eye on you if we ever need some Hills. Man, it has been fun really just cheesing it up for once. Like, I'm always the big bad. I like, I like, I like being the big bad. I, I like to think of myself like, yeah, sure, you beat this guy, you beat that guy. But when you see me across the ring, you should be concerned about your safety, right? But being yeah. in this group, you know, it just – we get to have fun. Like I was calling it out yesterday, 1-800-HLZ, you know, for HRE, you know, for hire. And, you know, <laughs> nice. I had someone reach out to me and was like, you should really try to own that phone number and then just put, you know, a recording on it to leave a message. <laughs> I said, you're right. Definitely. And, uh, you know, we, we came out yesterday, and I was talking to Eric Wright. I said, you know what we need to do? You're the only one here with good-looking abs. I'm going to start spraying Crisco oil on your abs to point them out. And we all started laughing, and, like, we stopped. And I said, wait, I'm serious about this. Well, you want to do this? He's like, yeah. yeah. I do it. <laughs> it's just it's good enough to get the cheap heat. That's what all we want to do is have fun, be a little funny, but a little serious at the same time. Like it's like it's like um, 
you know, it's kind of like the Generation X in a way, and you know, like we were just we're just kind of having fun out there. But you know, we're we're putting our own spin on it. We're not going super crazy. We're not calling ourselves super different names. We're the same people, just having fun. Right on. And hey, we know your time is money, brother. And uh, hey, we got some open dates in June. We'd love to have you back because I'm sure all of us have about 20 more questions we'd love to ask you. How much more time do you got today? I have about 10 minutes. Okay, cool. Because we definitely want to give you a chance to plug and promote anything you like. Um, so yeah, would you would you mind coming back in June uh, for us? Yeah, no problem at all. Just give me a call, you know, text me, whatever. I'm easy to find. I'll make time. You know, today is just one of those days. Okay, cool. So what do you got coming up, brother? So I got uh, 5CC coming up on the 26th. We're going to be doing a uh, heavyweight championship match against me and the devil himself, Drexel. Um, That's going to be my first uh, title defense there. And then we're going on to uh, DOA. I have some shows supposed to be coming up in Texas soon, uh, up in uh, May. Uh, and I'm trying to, you know, kind of get ready. There's, there's, there's some talk of some tryouts coming up. So I'm trying to make the Pacific Northwest proud. All right. And, hey, how do people get a hold of you? Find me on Twitter at Caden Cassidy, Instagram at Caden Cassidy. You can find me on Facebook, but I probably won't talk to you the same way. You can also visit my Pro Wrestling Tea store, Pro Wrestling Tea slash Caden Cassidy. I have a good 10 T-shirts up there you can buy that, you know, kind of follow my career, you know, all the way from the early days as the White Girls Kryptonite to now as the Bad Life Choice. All right. That's impressive. Brother, I want to wish you all the luck in the world. Thanks again. And there's Sign Guy. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, Coach. Well, Caden, one of the things in pro wrestling that I'm sure you have come across at some point is live commentary during shows. In the last few years, it became sort of a fad on a lot of independent shows. I've seen where it's been beneficial for new crowds, but a lot of times it kind of distracts not only the fans, but the people in the match. Where do you stand when it comes to live commentary over the PA for shows? It's very hit and miss because, you know, some people don't even try. Their voices are just naturally distracting, right? Like if you have a super deep voice or if you have a very light voice or, you know, maybe you're screaming into the mic all the time, that's hard, right? But sometimes it creates this amazing atmosphere. Like uh, when 321 was around, I loved it because Cody Von Whistler is an amazing commentary guy. And one of my, you know, favorite moments is him watching me get caught um, in a front chancery. And then, you know, I took the guy and threw him over my head into a Northern Lights uh, suplex. And just his legit reaction of, Holy F, we felt so genuine, and the crowd lost their mind because he basically said exactly what they were thinking. And I love that because, you know, some people aren't wrestling fans. They don't know what they should be clapping for, what, what's okay to clap for. This guy's a bad guy, but he did a really cool move. Should I say anything? Should I do anything? Or do I just boo him? You know, and at that moment, 
you know, the entire uh, area was, like, on their feet, like, holy crap. He just did that. He threw a 200-pound man over his head like it was nothing. And, you know, for me, you know, I see that as a win. The more people we can make fans in this business, the better. That's more asses in the seats. What we don't want is the wrong team to do it, where they're just jaw-jacking and not really talking about anything. Like, you know, back in the day on Raw, you'd have, you know, uh, JR and King talk about nothing, right? Puppies and all these weird off jokes that Vince would feed them. Could you imagine that over the PA? That's not what we want. Agreed. Now, I was talking the other day on our show with Stephen P. New, and we were discussing the infamous steroid trial of Vince McMahon in the 90s. He was of the opinion, Stephen P. New, I mean, that it did not really help clean up the industry as much as people thought. Do you, from what you've seen in your career, think that the steroid problem that plagued wrestling and later on most of the other professional sports has been cleaned up? Or do you think that there's still a problem going on there? That's hard. Because I I definitely know people in my travels who are on it, right? And they fully admit it. A Brian Cage is going to tell you that he's not going to pass the test because there's no time to work out like you have to work out when you have a busy schedule, right? And I get that. Like, if, if this is me doing damage to myself in the long term and I know that, that's my decision and my decision only. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know when to back off and so on. But we're in a professional sport where it's mostly for aesthetics. We live and breathe on aesthetics. You would get bookings based on your aesthetics. Do I think it is something you should consult your doctor about or really heavily think about? Absolutely. Because a lot of the times you don't need it. Your natural look is more than enough. But if you're trying to meet an upper echelon that your body naturally can't get to, hey, man, if you got to do it, you got to do it. Like, you know, just be smart about it. Know what you're not supposed to do. But when it comes to, like, Olympic-level sports, when, when you are literally getting paid, you know, based off your natural performance and you're doing career-enhancing drugs, or sorry, performance-enhancing drugs, excuse me, that is just cheating. That's cheating. You know it's cheating. Like, even if you were to lose, I would still consider you lost to what place? Like, you're still you're, – you're not where you would be naturally. Uh, you know, in that sense, no, it's not necessary. You shouldn't be thinking about it. You know, you are where you're supposed to be naturally. It's, it's hard. Like, you know what I mean? It's a gray area. Um, but it's such a crazy thing that our business literally almost collapsed over it as if people didn't know, like – Hulk Hogan talking about he has 22-inch pythons. You know, first of all, they were 20s, maybe 21. Nobody there was 22s. Uh, but secondly, you can't keep that kind of body year-round with what they're doing. Agreed. It's very, very hard to do that. But we have a game we right. like to play on this show. I think you're a perfect candidate for this as we are getting close to time. We call it Word Association. I'll throw out the names of some people that you most likely have 
come across during your time in pro wrestling and the first word or two that pops to mind is the answer. Are you ready for some word association? Go for it. Diafula Debashi. Crazy MF. Sunny Days. Sweetest Five. I love seeing Sunny. Matt Farmer. Very interesting man. Incredibly knowledgeable. I love just talking to Matt. You know, it's hard to catch him because he's so busy. But I'm one of those guys that I don't even need to be booked by you to want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you because you know so much. Richard Sincere. Incredibly gifted at what he does. Very underrated and underutilized. Jaden. Incredibly talented. I've known Jaden since he was literally a kid to a teen to an adult. To watch him come into his own is a gift on its own. Um, you know, it's like having a little brother in wrestling. He knows I'll always take care of him. Cause we started about the same time, which is weird. But I'm proud of him. T-Rex. Hilarious. I wish I saw him more, but, you know, we just don't never cross paths anymore. Sonny O'Mara. I'm going to miss him. Casey Carlisle. Funny. Quiet at times, but very funny. Zach Winters. That's my dude. We've, uh, you know, recently, you know, patched things up and started a new relationship. And, you know, he helped me out back in November at 5CC. And it was because of him that November went off with that hitch. He, you know, played my goon, and he did it perfectly. Um, You know, I hope his schedule clears up so we can get back to working together. The final one, Kellen Race. Very underrated, a wonderful teacher. We had one match together, and it was at Project 42. I wish that we could have ran that back. I wish there was also tape of it, but I will never forget that feeling of of how that match felt. Well, I know uh, your time was kind of short today, so I want to give you a chance before we let you go to say anything you would like to the Listeners, plug and promote anything you want. Floor is yours. <laughs> is it, man, really, just follow my journey. You know, I'm a kid who grew up uh, in the poor parts of Portland, moved to New Jersey, moved back to Portland. You know, so for me, every everything that I do in wrestling is a gift because I always feel like I shouldn't even be here. I'm just a very man who happens to be loved at what he does. You know, follow the journey. You know, if you see anything, retweet it, tweet it. Um, it helps me out a lot more than you know. Health promoters see who I am. Uh, if you want to buy a shirt to support my journey, that's awesome. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com, type in Caden Cassidy. You'll see all the shirts I have to offer. Also, don't I mean, I'm a big dude, but, you know, I'm just a naturally nice guy outside of wrestling. If you want to come up and say hi and get pictures and autographs, you know, let's do it. You know, take pictures, pop it up there. And, uh, you know, just yesterday I had someone come up to me and asked me if I knew a certain person. I said, sure. I said, they said, well, I'm their son. I'm like, holy crap, this is my boss from like 10 years ago. (laughs) 
and my boss just found out that I'm a professional wrestler. It's pretty awesome. Well, Caden Cassidy, I want to thank you for making time today to be with us. We all appreciate it. We appreciate you, and we'll be seeing you probably next month. So we want to wish you very well, continue to bump safely out there, and I'm looking forward to June when we get you back. Awesome, man. I can't wait to be back. So much love, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Caden Cassidy, everybody, if you're not familiar, jump on the YouTubes, look up his stuff, great performer, he's in a lot of promotions here in the Northwest, so well worth the time to research him. Well, that was very successful. JB, you and I have known him since he walked right into the ring there for his first actual professional wrestling training. Yes. Yes, I have. I helped him a little bit in his training. <clears throat> Did you teach him the slop drop? No, I, I wasn't using it at that time. Well, I mean, maybe the next time you see him, you can teach him the slop drop, give him more and more tool in the toolbox. But uh, I have things I've given it to him once, though. Ah, did you now? Yes. Now, Coach, have you ever hit Caden Cassidy with your finish? No, we have not got to share the ring yet, just a locker room and be on the same shows. But, hey, JB, JB there was some on-the-job on training you gave him right there. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Now, Coach, have you ever wrestled JB Moonshine yet? Have we seen a battle of Turnbuckle Turmoil co-hosts? Yes, we did square off in a battle royal in Lakewood, Washington, uh, just a couple years ago for uh, Northwest Pro. It was an honor to share a ring yes. with you, brother. Yes, it was with you, too. And many locker rooms, too. I'm grateful. Yes. Now, I believe, if I recall correctly, JB's also appeared on a couple of the more recent NGW shows. Nice. He has been on a couple of the NGWs, did a six-man tag, and I think they did a, that one at the school for charity. Nice. And now, JB, I recall that, like, at one NGW show, I know he's Paul Freakshine now, but at the time, still Paul Moonshine actually introduced himself to Coach but he pretended to be his son, JB. He said, hi, I'm JB Moonshine. And I had to say, no, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, Wow, I remember that, yes. Um, to be fair, I was once JB Moonshine for a single match at Combat Pro Wrestling. That actually happened. And to be even more fair, yeah. I've been Paul Moonshine twice in my life. Awesome. It has he is not lying about that. He has been J.B. Moonshine and Paul Moonshine at one time. Yes, I wow. have. I guess that technically makes me a moonshiner. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe an imposter. Maybe. <laughs> I don't. Can I go on the list? <laughs> 
We have officially on the moonshiner list. I think unofficially we counted 13 at one point. It's, I've had a lot of tag team partners as as me, so I mean, yeah. I mean, we had Mary Lou Moonshine, Casey Carlisle, the niece of Paul, Jason Kincaid, the nephew of Paul. Um, we had Skeeter Moonshine at one point. There's been two JD Moonshines, cousin Jameson, of course. Uh, Old thumbs up, Lance there's there's been a lot of you guys. There's been a lot. And don't forget Lance Dean's like your favorite, right, side? He's in my top thirteen favorite moonshiners, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Now Coach, have you ever been a moonshiner? <laughs> Not yet. I have had mo- moonshine <laughs> before and I I got a quick moonshine story. My brother, man, when we were teenagers, I had a cup of moonshine, and we're all partying and stuff, because we used to party when we were teenagers, but he's like, hey, I want some of your candy bar. I was like, okay, I'll give you half my candy bar if you if you guzzle this cup. He didn't know it was moonshine. He guzzled the cup of moonshine, instantly was hammered, and all of a sudden he couldn't walk. He had about a mile to go. My buddy had to walk him home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made my I, I made my own special moonshine. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to try that. Now, I would I recommend you try it after the match, Coach, because we don't know how it would hit oh, you before after, the match. After the match. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, guys, I think maybe we're going to wrap this up just a pinch early if we're all done, but let's do all the plugging yeah. and promoting, saying what we got. So, JB, take it away. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm walking out the door right now because I'm on my way to my show that starts tonight at 6 o'clock at DCW over there at the Colony, 7525 North Richmond. Every Sunday at 6 p.m. we have live action. And hey, how do they get a hold of you? Tower Pit on April 2nd, first Saturday every month. Tower Pit in Roseburg. I am. And then uh, as soon as our. CPW starts, I will be doing there. I'm the heavyweight champion of CPW. I know that the next show right now is going to be uh, June uh, 18th for the Strawberry Fest. And then I'm going to be having a couple of shows happening there uh, for the whole Strawberry Festival. And then uh, I just found out that I'm being put to put us all year for NWP uh, starting uh, this this. Uh, uh, starting March 26th, where we will have Ashley TNA, uh, former TNA superstar James Storm, will be appearing. Uh, taking, I'm taking on Mikey the Mustache, and uh, I'm basically, if you need to find out where I'm at, I have my Facebook, uh, uh, JV Moonshine, 
I got pretty, uh, do you want merchandise? Hit me up. I got plenty. I even got a way for you, uh, you to pay me. I got my cash app. Uh, and if you want to see what I can do, I, you just type me up in YouTube and you'll just find whatever you need to know about me. Even your shoe size? I'm, I'm just putting okay. it out there. I said even your shoe size? Uh, no, not my shoe size. Oh, because there's some people out there that I'm sure would want to know. But um, Now, if people wanted to email you to get a T-shirt, you oh. have an email address, correct? Yes, it's JB Moonshine, BB27, that's V as in Victor, B as in Boy, at gmail.com. And uh, hopefully, soon, I will be making a trip to Alaska, so that would be another state that I will be making it to. So right now, I mean, if you need to book me or you want to know about me, hit me up. I'm looking for as many questions as I can get. Fantastic. Now, when I went to Alaska, I was paid in beer and strippers. It was one of the greatest payoffs I ever had in my life. And keep in mind, if you get up there, they have a rule. If a moose walks into the venue, you have to stop your match and not resume it until after the moose leaves. (laughs) That's what they told me when I got up there. All right, Coach, I'm sure you got some plugging, promoting. Go right ahead. Yeah, you can check me out at Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Coach Mike Jones. Also, don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room. And we just did a special edition of Sign of the Times yesterday, number 522, and Stanley DJ was in there. And we got a big uh, schedule coming up. We got a special on... This Tuesday, the podcast special. Can you tell us about it? Yes. Um, this Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, which will be noon on the East Coast, Chad French will be back on the show once again. He comes on every year to talk about Paul Cade, which is an annual one-off show that Chad promotes to raise funds for the local Humane Society. It's always a Great big successful event. Lots of big name wrestlers from all over the Midwest and the Southeast come to Paul K because they want to help with the animals. Usually the shows will have uh, animal friendly activities such as grooming available. You can bring your pets to watch the show. There's food trucks. Always a successful show. So we're looking forward to the third annual now. And we'll discuss that on Tuesday with Chad French. Yeah, we got Buck Sexton, Buck Sexton this next Friday, and on the next Sunday we got the King of Connecticut, Matthew Granahan, and then on the twenty seventh we got Suicide Kings, Nikki Six coming on. I'm looking forward to all those. Absolutely, we got a lot of big things planned, so everybody. Continue to stay tuned. Check out the Turnbuckle Turmoil Twitter and on the Book of Faces to keep up to date on all the shows. You can look up 
the Sign Guy fan page. You can follow me on Twitter, but not literally because that's creepy. At Sign Guy HPW. And then I will be back at Blue Collar next week, a week from today, at the Colony, 7525 Richmond Avenue. And then I will be at Northwest Pro the 25th and the 26th at the uh, KI Martial Arts Center. The aforementioned James Storm will be there, like JB said, on the 26th. Christopher Ryzik will be there on the 25th. In April, Timber Pro Wrestling coming back. I believe Christopher Ryzik will be possibly not cleared to wrestle because of the strain gluteus maximus he suffered, but I will, under his contract, officiate for Christian Andes if so needed. There was a clause in that contract for that, so that should be happening. And like JB said, the Strawberry Fest is coming back this year, and CPW will be there. I'll be a part of that. At some point in time, you know I'll have to get back to Gouge, so keep an eye on that. Nothing confirmed yet, but looking to get back there. Maybe I'll go after the infamous man T.I.M. and try to get that Gouge heavyweight title, or maybe I'll just go after Seymour Snots, Frank Man Space Hickey 24-7 Scientific Wrestling Trophy. It could happen. Please. All right. Well, JB, be careful out there today at Blue Collar. Give my best to all the boys there. I'll be back there next week. Okay. I and oh yeah, I forgot to tell you about uh, April ninth, TPW. I will be there. Winston Bodie. Sweet. Two. Yes. Now, Coach yeah, knows Sin Bodie very well. April He's booking. Definitely. Yes, proud to have him in the real school army. Uh, did the Jake the Snake versus uh, the Jim Rose Circus tour with him. We've been together in Vegas. I uh, did a Kevin Sullivan seminar down at his school in Vegas. Yes, we've uh, been around the block a few times. Now, here's an interesting fun fact for the two of you regarding Sin Bodie, who will be at Timber Pro Wrestling on April 9th for a seminar plus wrestling, I believe. We both were with HPW for pretty good chunks of our career. I am the Hall of Fame there. Sin Bodie never did make it in. Wow, my goodness, that's impressive. I thought so. We can't explain it, but that's the thing that happened. Yes, definitely speechless. Well, I can make a speech. I was going to make a speech when I went into the Hall of Fame, but then I almost died, so I didn't get to make it. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you have to come back someday and make, make your speech. If, if they ever do a reunion show, absolutely I would do that. But uh, fans, everybody, be safe out there. Get out there and support the local independents. Email JB Moonshine to get your T-shirts. He's got a lot of T-shirts to sell, so send him the emails and get your shirts. They also make great gifts. So keep that in mind. And you can also 
Find Chicken Bob on all his social medias. So look up Chicken Bob. He appreciates the follows. We'll be back with you Tuesday with the Paul Cade promotion. Friday we'll have Buck Sexton, who I've known for many, many years. And then one week from today with the King of Connecticut. So everybody make plans to be with us, and we will talk to you very soon. <laughs> That's right, everybody. You know who it is. Coach Mike Jones on the coach with the most. Coming at you hard from coast to coast. I don't want to boast, but now I got to with you in my social media posts. You double dose, undiagnosed. You feeling tired, life expired, now you're a ghost. I'll be your host, so won't you raise a toast to the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones.